welcome to another episode of Insurance After Dark. I got Vera here with me. Hi. Now, you know, I was waiting if you were going to say or say anything, but I just said, you know what? I'm going to go in and just say it before her, <laughs> even if you were going to say the intro. All right. So today's episode is very interesting because it's going to make everyone think about it because we recently had a class. Yeah. A lunch and learn. And we had, uh, we had even Sonia was in here. Yeah. From, uh, from Record Guardian. And, um, and she participated in the whole conversation, even though she was there to kind of educate people on Record Guardian, on the, on the ethics, on protecting privacy and all this stuff. Right. But when we got into this topic, you, you see her eyes lit up and she's like, I'm, I'm in this topic i'm talking and she even raised her hand and i was like we don't have to raise your hand here you can just speak okay (laughs) but okay so you ready do it all right call people out okay so the topic is broker fees broker fees right so everyone's favorite topic right and but you know what's funny though a lot of people like oh no we don't yes you do okay so the first question is that we talked in, in classes like, I get it. You don't like broker fees, but man, you like to charge a policy fee, an admin fee, you know, an agency fee. It's all the same shit anyways. It's all fees. Right? It's just how you want to call it, right? Just not to, just to make it look more official so it doesn't. See, when you say broker, you look at you. You're like, it's yeah, me. But you when feel you, cheap. Exactly. So, oh, I don't know about cheap. Well, okay? it's like you feel, <laughs> I think that people, when you add a broker fee, People think that the consumer is going to be like, what's this? Like car dealership type of, you know, cheap, taking okay. advantage of me situation. All right. All is right. that too harsh? It, no, it's it's the truth. It is. So it might be harsh, but it's, it's the truth. Like, why does an agent hide their broker fee? Why are you afraid to just say, this is my broker fee? And of course, all the agents are going to be like, no, 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 I say it, but do you? Okay, so check this out. But so, do you? So in class, we ask people... Do you disclose the broker fee? And we all know the whole personal and commercial sure, fee. That wasn't even the question. to disclose it, right. blah, blah, blah. Okay, but that wasn't even really where I was going. There was a lot of people that wanted to stand out in class. Like, oh, I tell my client all the time. I was like, perfect. So I had one person in the class. She's like, okay, I charge a client $2,000 broker fee. I was like, okay. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Good for you. So what was the premium? Uh, she was like, uh, it was like... You know, uh, ten thousand. I was like, okay, ten thousand two dollar broker fee. Um, so, how did you? And this is where it happens. How did you come up with two thousand? Oh well, there's a lot of work. I already, you know, the client was already giving me a hard time, so we know we're gonna be. A, it's gonna be a lot of work, and just a lot of different things they were telling me on why they charge broker fee. So, to make a long story short. I said, okay, so maybe I should advise consumers that, hey, when you go to an office, you're going to buy insurance. Um, and I even did it to the to the girl. I was like, hey, be nice. Compliment the hair. Ask her, like, hey, are you married or not? What's up? You know? <laughs> you know why? Because I'm trying to wear that broker fee low. Because that's what you're yeah. telling me. So you're telling me that if I was rude, I get a higher broker fee? Right. So- wow. So is that how we're justifying this? Yeah. What about the next client? How much is that? And how much? And everybody's face turned re- not red, but kind of like I'm not raising my hand no more. Yeah. But I. But we went around the room because you know, and, and the lunch and learn that we gave, and it was a free class, right? And it was crazy. It was 45 people that signed up for the class, and only 16 people showed up. Mm. It's free class, food, everything was great. Um, but when we start going, you can't hide in that room. So I went, okay, what about you? And what about you? And what about you? Right. And um, there was one exception because he was more on the surplus line. So I was like, okay, you're not part of this conversation really. But because they just have a philosophy across the board. So that's the question. Like I'll ask you too. And, you know, how do you determine a broker fee? No one's telling you 2000 is bad. No one's telling you 10000 is bad. 
But please explain to me how you get that amount. And there is a well. Here's the thing. I think before anybody will tell you, well, I do X percent of this or that. They'll say, well, you know, the department doesn't have a cap on broker fees. They give you all these excuses, which, mind you, it's true. There is no general rule uh, that says you have to charge X, Y, Z. But there is. Don't forget, the department always talks about ethics. Right. Excessive broker fees. Excessive broker fees falls under. Hey, man. Just ask the question, is this really excessive? Like, if you even feel a little bit of fear or resistance, you are already saying, is this right? Is this ethical? Well, is let me ask you this question. And, that's, and, and look, this is not a right or wrong answer, but let me ask you yeah. this question. So, what is, for in your eyes, what is an excessive broker fee? An excessive broker fee is something that... Now, give me some numbers. Give me some yeah, numbers. Yeah, I'm going okay. to. You, let's say you take the premium. Okay. You take a $5,000 premium policy. Okay. And you're like, oh, this person doesn't really know much about this. And I kind of did a lot of work, so I'm going to charge a $10,000 broker fee on it. <laughs> it sounds crazy, right? But how many agents do this? Of quite few. A lot of agents do it. Yeah. And where do they get that number? Maybe that's just a down payment on a new car or house that they wanted. <laughs> I think so. They really base it on this is what I need in order to get ahead or this is what I need in order to, I don't know, get that Rolex watch, whatever. Whatever you're spending your broker fee on, great, good for you. But understand that there is such a thing as an excessive amount. And this is what I told the class. Okay, look, and and the policy go through, the client paid, and you're on your way. But let's just say, okay, and not that – not that it will happen, but it can happen. What are you going to tell the authorities, the DOI, or even the consumer when they approach you? It's like, hey, how much did you charge me on my down payment? How much did you charge a broker fee? Like, how did you determine that? Like, okay, now you have to answer this question. Yeah, and so mind just, you, yeah, it might sound ludicrous, the numbers that I gave you, but I literally just had a conversation with someone, and I'm being nice on the numbers. This was more It than happened in the class. <laughs> it happened in the class. But you know what, guys? This is not unheard of. No. It's like you said. A lot of people do it. So, But my question is, how do you answer that question? I, I really would... I really would love for an agent to send us a message, either a DM or an email. How the hell do you explain why it's 10000 Let's say on the renewal, they go shop it and that agent tells them, wow, they charge you ten grand. Do you do you understand what you paid for here? And then they come back to you or worse, they get pissed and they go to the DOI. Yeah. How do you break all of that down? Yeah. I mean, right now, like, you guys got to remember with everything going on, consumers are that easy just to dial the 1-800 number. Well, it's actually one eight six six. Let me tell you, the consumer filed a complaint against the agency because they kept getting their insureds, uh, the agency's insureds mail, because huh. that insured didn't provide a forwarding mail and they couldn't get a hold of them to update their address. Mm -hmm. So the random person that was receiving the mail got pissed, called the Department of Insurance, and they got a complaint that they had to submit all kinds of information for because they didn't have a proper forwarding address. That's this is what I'm talking about, guys. So now a broker fee. Okay, let's not go so far. Even that $2,000 broker fee on a $10,000 policy. How do you explain it? Okay. But, okay, before I explain that, let me ask you this question. Is that excessive in your mind? See, immediately I say no. And immediately I would have been like, is it because there's like a, is it because a big gap there? I, yeah, I almost okay. would be like, I, I would have padded it potentially a little more, right? <laughs> but 
I think it also comes with experience. That's like, the viewer I know. <laughs> how much service am I going to pour into it? I wouldn't take into account maybe if the, it's a high maintenance customer, but you're right. That's really unfair because a low maintenance customer, it still requires the same amount of service, a touch points on the policy. Right. I would really, what I like to do, as you know, is like big picture. I run an, a business. In order for this business to survive and thrive, I have people under me. What do I have to make on each policy in order to keep this organization going and potentially growing? Right. And that's how I would calculate my broker fees, not just like, oh, on this one, I'm going to charge $15,000 broker fee on it. So um, are you saying or, or uh, can we say that it's safe to come up with a percentage? I would say so. Okay. So, and that's what I told the class. You know, I told them, look, I'll give you an advice. I understand, and a lot of you guys said this, that well, majority of the class was saying that you know there's a lot of work on big policies, and I understand there is a lot of work, yeah. a lot of certificates, a lot of stuff. I get it, I get it. there's a lot of work, but like you got to remember a percentage of w- whatever the premium is. Obviously, if it's a big policy, and there's a lot of work, the premium is bigger, right? So the percentage of that premium is going to be a higher higher broker fee. Okay, and if a policy comes in, so I'll give you an example. If the policy comes in at five thousand and you're charging ten percent broker fee, that's five hundred bucks. Okay, so okay, five hundred bucks, uh, kind of low. Okay, whatever. But it was ten percent of five grand. Mm-hmm. Now the next customer, ten thousand, right? And it's more work, this and that. Yeah. So what's ten percent of the ten thousand now? Right, thousand dollars. So it's like you're making more on broker fee because there's more work. Yeah. So if anybody ever asked you, like, why'd you charge me? Because we charge 10%, whatever the premium is. Oh, okay, because, you know, the guy over there, he's paying less. Yeah, because his premium is way less than yours. It's very easy to justify that and be like, that's just what it is. Yeah. And mind you, I know agencies that have tiers. They'll be like a 10%, kind of like tips. Well, this one's, if it's it falls under this uh, tier, they're all 10%. If it's this tier, I do 15 or 20%. Damn, it's getting still, complicated. I know, I agree. <laughs> I like black and white. Just keep me it simple. Me too, but, and I agree that they you have to have somebody who is watching those books to make sure you the agents are getting paid properly, to make sure that it's being notated properly because it starts getting really messy. And ultimately, I think what we're getting at here is regardless of the fact that the consumer might actually rat you out and say like, this is crazy and you might actually have to pay something back. I yeah. don't know. Your books, like your, your broker fees are all over the place. Right. And you're also as an agency owner, don't forget that you have the responsibility of, or, or you should know that you are accountable for the people under you. If they ever go out into the world and open up their own agencies, you're really gifting them with organization, if you say, hey, we're going to do a 10, a 15, or a 20% across the board, no matter what. And then just think about it. They open up their own agency. It's not going to be one of these chop shop, like let's rip people's heads off with broker fees. They actually will have organization across the board and also teach that to the upcoming agents. Right. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I have been very, very guilty of charging somebody a broker fee where I knew, I felt it. I was like, oh, shit, this is a lot. Is it a lot to you or is it a lot to the customer? It was a lot to me. Because, you know, that's usually where the problem starts. I know, but it's like I I saw the premium and, and even in my mind, I was like, I'm not sure that this is justified. But I could charge it, and the person didn't know any better. So what do well, you think about that? Well, you know what's crazy is that another agent in the class was saying this. 
You know, because we were also talking about like when should you charge a broker fee? Because I mean, the premium is five thousand. Are you going to charge a broker fee? People are like, some people in class are like, no. Some people are like, yeah, I don't. I mean, there's going to be work. Yeah, but how much work? I mean, charge a hundred dollars. Okay, whatever. But here's the thing, though. What if? Here's another scenario because it came up a couple times. So a client is paying, let's just say, previous policy fifty thousand. Okay, cool. But you found the renewal uh, uh, with a different carrier for $30,000. you are saving this guy about 50, 20 grand. Yeah. So now it's like, look, I'm saving um, 20 grand. I'm going to charge $10,000 broker fee. I mean, he's still paying less than what it is, and I saved him money. How do you feel about that? You know, if I had an agency that had a 10% across the board, right. then obviously that answers that question. Of course. If I didn't, I would say Christmas came early. I'm going to charge that other, you know, little bit. I'm still saving them money. Right. But I don't find that it's excessive. I mean, you were saving them money until you charged them that broker fee, and then you're going back to where it was. They still, they, what, what was, repeat to me again, it was 30000 It was 50000 They still saved they, ten grand. I know, I know, I know. But then the, those were the moments coming, you're like, see, damn, I could do a little, you know what, I'm going to do yeah, a little bit more. I'm gonna this do a little is bit. where we, um, we, Carlos and I do not have the right answer for this, because there is no right answer. You have to do what works for your agency, what works for, you know, to pay your overhead yeah but it's just about thinking is it excessive and what does excessive mean you know you feel it in your gut when you're charging something you're like uh some people say well that's my stomach growling because i'm hungry too i have an age i gotta make money (laughs) and that's fine but i I think that um the agents that i have met that are really seasoned and they've been in commercial especially a long time um they have a system and they don't arbitrarily charge things anymore there's people there's people that don't charge no broker fees because they just can't do it there's something in their conscience that they just can't do it yeah at all i agree and if you're captive you don't even have to worry about it right right but i mean there's people like no i can i can charge and i know i can get it but like i just there's people who just can't do it and some agents feel like well maybe they shouldn't be in commercial i mean i don't know i mean that's not that's not i don't think that's the case i just think no I think that uh, on some commercial policies, you can make a lot on your uh, commission. So, Right. You know. But it's like, do you think the people that cannot charge a broker fee because they can't fill, you think that they're not charging just because of their conscience and not so much this is our know. agency policy? Now, if an agency policy is here at our agency, we do not charge broker fees. That's just our know. company's policy. Somebody might say like, oh, well, they lack the confidence. I don't know. I can't. I don't know those people. I would. I wouldn't know if it's just... A, a confidence thing or if it's just it, it goes against their now if your way of doing business if you were getting a commercial policy like do you pay attention to that stuff like of course I mean, but i'm an agent right that's what i'm saying but here's i'm not done with the question <laughs> the question is are you okay with paying a broker fee yes okay yeah yeah i'm mm-hmm. okay with uh, yeah Okay. They are a broker. I know. They're I'm servicing just saying. my policy. Some, it, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not going to tip them because I'm a, I'm a waiter too, man. I'm on that same thing. I'm not going to tip. You know, I don't know. Just uh, These are the conversations we had in the class. I think it, that those are the funniest ones when, when you're, you ask your agent friend to handle a policy for you. And they charge you a broker fee, and you're no matter what, you're kind of like, dude, you're fucking charging me a broker fee. But what I've noticed that a lot of friends do is that, it won't go from agency owner to agency owner. It'll be like they'll have their 
key person work the policy and so it's more of like oh well you know it's for them like they're they're working it like they're just padding it a little bit just so that they can get some credit out of it and i'm like oh that's a good little excuse dude the other day i had a, uh, we had a class and um and one guy was like you know once i learned what broker fees are and how it works i was like dude, this is bullshit i was like what do you mean well there's this agency that said because of the holidays we're going to give you 150 dollars off your your down payment but they're charging me $250 on a broker fee. I thought it was off my premium from the carrier. I was like, well, for the blind eye and the consumer, they might think that. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, this, this agency is good. But people are educating themselves more and more. And this guy's like, that's such a bullshit. Like, you're charging me this already, but now you're going to give me a coupon with Carlos, a happy holidays? From the department's perspective, is that misleading? Not that you represent the department, but as an instructor, Man. what would you tell your agency? Dude, I mean, it's a bait. Your and agency st- student. See, some people can call it bait and switch, but it's, you're not really switching anything. Yeah, you're using something to bait, but you're not really switching anything. I mean, if you're advertising that, if I'm just looking at it and I realize what you're doing, you're going to feel misled. I could only tell you this. If it's been disclosed on what you're paying, then, I mean, it's 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 okay. In the fine print, it has to say off. You know, off the correct broker fee. Uh, yeah, off the broker fee or the agency fee. I just think that's just some, that's just some shady marketing. But hey, kudos to you if you're getting people in the door. You know, yeah. I just like man. You know, I'm so excited to have agents re- reply or or just reach out on this one because, again, we do not have the right answer. We, we don't. Ju- no, we just know what we hear. And Carlos, obviously, you get exposed to. The brokers in your classes so well it's funny because in this class here you know it was a it was c class and even one girl g- gave us a post at the school and she was like i get it you know when it's continuing education it's tedious it's boring but man did not expect this class to be the way it went out we touched on subjects that were like you know something that you want to talk about and and really clarify and everybody participated everybody laughed it was a great class you know they didn't even feel like we were being educated mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things where it's just like it, it, it was it was it's a great topic but i will tell you this at the end of the day i could only give you a suggestion and we still came out with no right answer yeah because like you said there is none i remember um there was this gentleman that we talked to back when Clubhouse was popular during pandemic, <laughs> during shutdowns, he said, I don't charge broker fees in my office. And then he started spitting all sorts of math at people. And, you know, sometimes with math, like the curtains, dry, shut, everything <laughs> shuts down. right? <laughs> but the funny thing is I learned um, later that he ended up having to start charging broker fees because he was trying to run a non-standard-ish agency on no broker fees that that was his spiel he was like i want to service the community i'm only going to make it i think you were on this one weren't you on this clubhouse also listening maybe not oh i'm thinking clubhouse yeah. like house music no no My remember bad. The app. <laughs> i was thinking like i thought like you know when we shit down you're at home listening to music like no, clubhouse, that like house app. music sorry dude, i've been watching too much like the, the, the social media platform clubhouse when because during shutdown yeah, you, yeah, it was you, really yeah i remember you invited us and it was popping and then you just turned it off like i'm out yeah, well, we all had to go back to work. But anyway, the, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so this this guy was like, no, we're running our agency. No broker fee whatsoever. We're, we're just going to focus on commission, on servicing customers. I mean, I'm sure they charge an endorsement fee. But later, I learned, maybe not even the year later, they had to start charging the broker fee because they realized 
it's not enough on the non-standard only side. So they, they ended up starting charging. And, and it made me laugh because he came at the entire group of agents that were, agency owners that were on there with like, well, 14% in the bottom line and 11% blah, blah, blah. So you still make up more money. And now we're like, come back on the, maybe on this podcast and talk to us about how now you have to charge broker fees when you are basically shaming everyone against it. So you see. What was there, his name? George? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> there is no right or wrong way. Right. Ultimately, you have to ask yourself, does it sustain my business? Yeah. I get it. I mean, it's justify. Yeah. Well, here's another question. And I, and, I, and I still think I didn't answer it correctly. But is an endorsement fee a broker fee? Oh, I actually don't know that. You're a broker charging a fee, so isn't it? Doesn't it fall under a broker fee, like technically? That's what I thought, but then it really means start thinking. You know, when you doubt yourself, when you answer, like, oh shit, wait, you rabbit hold on. Hold. You rabbit yeah, hold. I did. I still like. I was like, look, don't quote me on it. I'm not sure, but if you ask me, I would believe yes. So, are they supposed to sign another broker disclosure form that you're charging them? You know, well, you're supposed fifty dollars to, to add car. You any fees that you're charging, you're supposed to disclose them. Right. But, you know, sometimes people just, you know, you charge the initial broker fee on the down payment. You know, two months later, they want to go ahead and add a vehicle. And it's going to be, oh, it's $100. I've heard that. $100 to add a vehicle. Oh, that's cheap. Uh, you know, so-and-so's insurance agency charges about $500. See, that's crazy. So my question is, and you're like, fine, whatever. It is what it is. Are you sending something to sign another disclosure form? Or, I mean, yes, you disclose it verbally. But do you have to sign something? Because, it, and this is yeah. what they told me. Well, I, we don't do that because it's not a broker fee. It's an endorsement fee. Mm. So is that the same thing? That was the question. I was like, damn. So I have helped a lot of agents respond to uh, Department of Insurance complaints. And they always ask for where they disclose that endorsement fee. So, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that's like, I, I'm going to have to go back and read some of that part of that code. Um, yeah. But... Um, most of the agents have always, thankfully, they had something that like, you know how Infinity used to, like you could do things online or mm -hmm. the client would call in. Yeah. So they would have, if the client did come in and um, come to the agency and not go direct, they had them sign a form that I, you know, my 2001 Toyota Corolla, blah, 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 VIN number, I added this coverage, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then it said uh, endorsement or office fee or some shit. And then the total. So mm. they had it signed it. by the customer. And that's and I know this because multiple times the Department of Insurance wants to see everything, right? When you have to justify a com um, when it's an unjustified complaint or justified, they want to see the whole thing, the yeah. whole portfolio of the customer. And almost always they had um, a document there that disclosed the endorsement fee. Whether or not that's correct, I don't know. That's a good so, question. We're going to have to figure that one out. Yeah. I mean, if you guys have any experience on this or got in trouble by any of this and you're like, no, it works like this because I got in trouble, share. I mean, you don't have to put your name on it, but I mean, just let us know. If That'd you're an insurance cool. lawyer, reach out. Let's get you on the show. Yeah, reach out to Vera, though, because I get nervous with lawyers. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> I know. It was a joke. Uh, right? But sometimes I am. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, 
I mean, I hope this brought up some light and a little bit of like, okay, maybe I should start 2024. Maybe let's uh, let's come up with a game plan. We're not telling you not to charge any fees or anything like that. Look, you got to make your money. You got to do your work. I, and I, we do understand that there is work in commercial, especially in some big deals. There's a lot of work, certain types of businesses where it requires a lot of certificates, a lot of this. I get it. But take the time to also figure out a game plan. It's like, how do we determine this? across the board to make it justifiable and if anybody asks this is how we do it and then share with us